You're listening to Love Undressed, the podcast stripping back your dating and relationships using psychological hacks and advice brought to you by The Loveless. Stay home and jerk off. This week on the Love Undressed podcast, I'm honored to be joined by Sarah Rosen, a New York-based sex therapist with a license in social work and a master's of education in human sexuality, who has a particular passion for supporting the indulgence of fetishes, kinks, and alternative lifestyles. Not only does she love helping couples feel comfortable by being vulnerable with each other and giving them a way to voice their uniquely authentic kinks and desires, she also helps singletons to develop a solo understanding of their fantasies in a non-judgmental and celebratory way. So today on the podcast, we are going to be helping singletons spice up their sex lives. Welcome back and thank you for joining me again. Hello, hello. It's good to be back. So first topic here is the whole there is no normal and I want to know how many times you hear the question (sighs) am I normal like how do you even respond to am I normal as a question okay so normal means just statistically average not good or bad so what does your sexuality have to do with another person's unless you're having sex with them yeah I mean I do like I'd want to be described as statistically not good or bad that sounds kind of boring. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's like normal. Let's just throw that in the trash. Like, l- like what you like and, you know, you can find people who are into it. But I don't know, like, when you, you, you want to fit, if like, normal, if you want to fit into this boring, narrow sexual script, like, I don't want to be normal in bed. That kind of, that sucks. <laughs> no, that would be the worst way to be described by someone. That'd be terrible. Imagine if I asked them, like, you're trying to date someone, you're like, so, where do you like in bed? And you're like, I'm pretty normal. They're like, well, that sucks. <laughs> <laughs> you have not sold it to me at all. <laughs> no, no. It's so, like, I don't know. It's uh, n- normal. It's, what, what does that mean? What does it even mean? It probably depends on your cultural context. But yeah, let's, let's just do away with that because it's not helpful. And wanting to know if you're normal or not, like, is that going to make your sex life better? Yeah, I don't even know, to be honest. I'm not even going to answer the the normal question, because what is normal? But, like, yeah, there are people who like what you like. If that's that's what you want to know. Yeah, maybe that's what would help people feel or associate with normal. Because if there's more than one person who likes what you like, then is it normal, maybe, to someone? But... Yeah, I, I don't like the question, am I normal either? Because I get it when I coach people with their relationships and they go, is this normal? And I'm like, who told you what normal is? Who gave you this yeah. information? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And different people will have different like sexual scripts for, for what is typical and what is not. So it's all relative. There, yeah, there's no specific um, definition. Yeah. Um, okay, so... I have spoken to friends about this before where they say, oh, well, when I'm not dating people, I don't really have much of a sex drive. So I just don't really do anything. I want to know how people can find their sex drives for themselves and why that's going to be so important in not just when you're single, but also if you don't have a sex drive for yourself, how are you going to have a sex drive in a relationship? Yeah, so there are plenty of ways to explore your solo sex drive. And if you just, like, give yourself opportunities to just touch yourself and 
see what feels good. You, you don't have to put so much pressure on bringing yourself to orgasm, but the, the more you explore your sexuality, the, the better it's going to feel. So try to figure out what turns you on. Watch sexy movies, read erotica. There are so many different ways to stimulate your sex drive. So like really like open yourself up to exploring. What I don't understand really is why there is so much shame put on masturbation. Like why, why is there this awful stigma that people shouldn't be doing it? And again, I think this is something that people grow up with and it very much varies in different cultures but it's seen as so, so bad. Uh, yeah, I, I gotta say, if, if you are someone who enjoys sex and sexuality, if you're not masturbating, you're, you're missing out. Who, who are you doing that for? And like exploring your own body will only lead you to having better sex. Yeah, like the better that you know yourself, then you can kind of give a partner cues and signals as to how to do things right for you yeah how are you supposed to guide someone else to you know to do the things that you like if, if you don't know how your own body works and like knowing how your body works it's just like it's so empowering yeah and I'm pretty sure I'm sure I've read this somewhere that there are a lot of like health benefits to having orgasms as well yeah I read recently maybe this is in Justin Lane Miller's book tell me what you want that having more orgasms, at least having a better memory. Uh, yeah, there's certainly a lot of health benefits, physiological benefits, but it can help you go to sleep. It can help you feel more relaxed. So there are a lot of reasons to masturbate. Yeah, it's the stress relievant for me, if I'm honest. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it, it feels great. Like I don't need to be stressed all day every day. So if this is if this is what I've got to do to help myself, then you know what? All game for it. Yeah, I, I don't I hate to quote Woody Allen because he's canceled relationship. But but I will say the quote, don't knock masturbation and sex with someone I love. Like, yeah. Hmm. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, that is. I can I like that one. That that's a good one. <laughs> so how like I know obviously a lot of people who are enjoying some solo sessions, they're going to be indulging in sex toys and trying to find out what they like and don't like. But where would you recommend that people start with exploring sex toys, especially for maybe people who are slightly novice to this world and haven't divulged in this yet? Okay, okay. So I will say in the beginning of quarantine, there was a shortage of silicone because so many people were buying sex toys which no is so way. cool <laughs> yeah yeah so I work with a lot of different sex toy companies because we have a, a sex store attached to the sex therapy practice I work with so I've met with all these companies to to figure out which products we want to carry um because you know you got, I gotta only sell what I believe in and like really high-end products yeah. so um Hmm. So the, the, you can check out the website of all the toys that I have personally curated. It's called thatshore.com. We can um, link that in the, in the description of this episode. Yeah, so you can literally find all of my favorite toys that I would really recommend. Okay, so like, I don't know, even, I, I gotta say Reddit. Reddit will give you the, the 
some really good ideas there. Um, okay, so when you're looking for a sex toy, especially if you're, you know, you don't know exactly what you like, I, okay, so for vagina owners, I really like the idea of getting something that has an external and internal option, maybe one that can, like, work both at the same time, and that doesn't mean that you have to have uh, penetration and clip play every time you orgasm, but you can have both, you can have either or. Um, there are some toys that are like pretty cool because you can have it on your clit and part of it in your butt or like between your vagina, like figure out all of the erogenous zones, what, what feels good or like putting vibrators on your nipples. I love the idea of just walking into a sex store. You don't even have to buy anything, but look at what's, what's out there. See what resonates with you. But oh, I, prefer- I love going into a sex store. Uh, me too, me too. <laughs> like, expose yourself to the elements. And a lot, of, I know we're talking about singles today, but a lot of couples, they say like, just go to a sex store together. And even if you don't buy anything, you're probably going to go home and have really good sex just because it's it, like, it's so important just to, to be around sexual energy, just to talk about sex. So being inside of a sex store is just going to trigger something in your mind. And I don't know. I, I think that could, it could only be a good thing. Yeah, I think it's probably along the lines of like, it feels a bit naughty. It's a bit out of the norm. Again, like what we spoke about in the episode before, when you're trying different things and you're out of your regular routine, it feels different. There's more excitement. Yeah, and novelty. Novelty is like the, the spice of life. And I'm going to just drop my, my absolute favorite toy, Satisfier. And they're not, they're not paying me to say this. It's just, <laughs> it's funny. I've had, you know, I, a lot of toys, a lot of companies send me free toys, but the Satisfier Pro 2, and it's also the number one seller at the, the store that I work at. Um, so if you're, if you're looking for a toy, that would be my personal recommendation for someone who likes clitoral orgasms. But there's a I lot have- of fun... Yeah, I have literally heard that one being recommended by so many people. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, so I think it's time. If you don't have one, I I think you need one. Okay. And that's a really good beginner toy because it's not, it's high quality, but not super expensive. They're like between $40, $50. Like, you know, because you could, you could get into $300, $400 in the like high-end sex toy range, but you want to be careful. You don't want to use any material, like, you need medical grade silicone because it's going to be easy to clean. It's not as porous and it's not going to hold on to germs. So some of the cheaper toys, like they're going to be made out of jellies that are just like, uh, you're not going to be able to clean them. They're, they're going to smell. They're going to be really sticky. So you want to be careful about using body safe products. And I want to say that like sex toys, something that you're going to be putting like in and on your body, that's not where you want to like skimp on price. No. If you can, yeah. Yeah, it's so true. But even, like, not skimming on price, you don't have to be branching into these $300 toys. Like you said, you know, there's great ones that are $50, $60. So there are budgets that suit everyone. But, yeah, it is something that could potentially be going inside your body. So, yeah, you you want it to be... Yes, you want it to be safe. So, and so Satisfier, they have a good range of topics. Like some of them are expensive, some of them are on the like lower end of cost. And I, 
which is really, really cool. So I would check them out. I also love Laura DiCarlo, and that's on the higher end of the spectrum. But maybe if you're more advanced, if you're like, you know what, I have some money to spend on a really high tech toy. Sorry, they don't even call them vibrators. They call them robotics. Like they're so advanced. So Laura DiCarlo is a really, really cool company. They're a little bit newer. Interesting. I'm just like making notes as we talk. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I could talk sex toys all day. It's like literally my favorite thing. And it's just, it, it, they can't hurt unless you, you want them to. But, but mostly, typically they can only help. Whatever you're into, right? Like no judgment here. <laughs> exactly, exactly. That's what this is all about. I have honestly seen some of the best reviews on sites like Amazon of sex toys. I don't know if you've read them, but I will, I will have to dig them out and send them to you. The way women have reviewed sex toys and they are just the funniest reviews I've ever read in my whole entire life. I, yes, I love when people send me funny Amazon sex toy reviews. Send those over to me. I, I really appreciate the people who, who put it all out there. <laughs> And I think like reading a review about the Satisfier Pro 2 was like really what, what sold it for me. Yeah, honestly, I'm like, I need reviews on everything. I'm such an analytical person. So before I buy anything, I'm like, what are the reviews saying? And if there's a review on there of some woman who said, I saw Jesus before I came, yes! I'm like, yeah. <laughs> yes, I love that. That's hysterical. I'm like, that's I'm like, like yeah, that, that sounds like something I would want. Okay, we can we can try this one now. <laughs> I, I'm interested in exploring that. <laughs> why? I mean, yeah, why, why would we not be? But again, like, I think finding this sex drive for yourself is just so important. And it's not something that people need to be ashamed of. You know, ex explore your own body and make the most of it. Because at the end of the day, when you're having sex with another person, surely you want them to be doing that as well. Surely. Yeah. And so in quarantine, so we're not, we're, we're not on super tight lockdown. I think things change with Delta. I know you guys are right now. Um, but people are coming out of lockdown with a much better understanding of how their own bodies work and people are going back out into the real world and having better partnered sex because of how much time they've spent at home masturbating and watching porn so people have really learned about their fantasies what they like what they don't like so stay home and jerk off like <laughs> I love that, that everyone yeah. that's your homework for this week stay home that's and jerk homework. off <laughs> if, if you're on lockdown then you should be exploring your own body and for vulva vagina owners, if you have never used a mirror to look at your own vagina and vulva, then go, go do that, like, right now. Put, put this on pause. Take a look. See what's down there. Yes. Yes. I back that. I mean, I haven't done it since I was in, like, school, but we've all done it at some point, and I feel like everybody should. Everybody should. No, like, see what you're working with, and, so, like, it, really get in touch with your body. It will only make your life better. Yeah, there's like, there's no negatives that can come out of trying to understand your own body better. Like, it's either going to benefit you or you're, it's going to benefit your partner, whoever it's going to benefit, but there is going to be, there's only going to be good sides to doing that. Yeah, and like a sex toy and a penis or a vagina, they're all very different feelings, temperatures, textures. So like, a toy is not going to replace partnered sex. Partnered no. sex is not going to replace a toy. 
No. They're very different experiences. And men, I hope you're listening to this. Just because oh my God. she uses yes. the vibrator doesn't mean that you're going to be chucked out the door. Don't worry. It's a, a vibrator doesn't come with a, a whole person who's like kissing you and touching your boobs. And like, you can't get that whole experience from a vibrator. No, it's, com- it's completely different. And I think another thing, you know, I know that we spoke about stress before and how masturbation and orgasms will help you relieve stress. I know that stress can impact your sex drive in a negative way as well. So sometimes if you're stressed out and your mindset is a bit all over the place, that is naturally going to decrease your sex drive, whether that's your solo sex drive or whether that's the sex drive you have for your partner. And, you know, just because your sex drive sometimes peaks and sometimes dips, it doesn't mean there's anything wrong with you. It just means that you're going through different phases of life. Yeah, I think that our sexuality comes in seasons. Like, you might have a month where you're super horny all the time. You might have a month where you only had sex one time because it just, like, wasn't really on your radar. And I have some couples I work with where you, there's, like, um some kind of disparity and, like, they're not having sex as much as one partner wants to. Um, but, like, it, it it's going to change. Sex isn't going to be consistent and structured because that, that would be kind of boring if it it was yeah it's so so true and I know that we kind of touched on this briefly before but talking about porn and the impact that it has on our sexual experiences like Mm -hmm. I've Mm -hmm. spoken to friends before who say okay well the porn categories that I watch is actually never something that I would want to experience in real life but it helps me get myself off and I think we really do need to distinguish that, you know, porn is one thing and then naturally sometimes what we want in real life is completely different. So we don't need to necessarily tie the two things together. Yeah, and a good example of that is lesbian porn. I have a lot of straight women who feel a lot of shame for the fact that they only masturbate to lesbian porn, but I'm like, okay, it, it gets you off. It's fun to watch. Like, what, what's the problem? It doesn't have to, like, it doesn't have to change the way that you identify. And you, just because you have a fantasy, it, it doesn't mean that you want it to be a reality. I have lots of women who uh, watch gangbang porn, and they're like, I don't want to be in a gangbang, but just the, the thought of the power dynamic, watching someone be totally ravaged, it, it turns me on. So yeah, what you watching porn doesn't have to be what you want to do, or maybe watching something in porn can like make you more curious to try something by yourself with a partner. I mean, like, it's all good. Like what you like, do, do what feels good. Don't do what doesn't feel good. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds easy, right? <laughs> It's just that simple, but a visual experience is a very different one to a real life experience. Like your physical experience doesn't have to be the same as what visually you like. You know, I mean, some people don't like looking at themselves in a mirror when they're having sex in real life. Some people do. That, you know, it's just down to preference. And that doesn't mean that that you're going to have something wrong with you or that something's not normal or yeah just because you get off to a certain type of porn doesn't necessarily mean that that's what you want to experience in real life there's quite a few conversations I've had with friends where they're going my boyfriend is 
jacking off to porn and it's girls that look nothing like me you know he's googling one thing and I'm the complete opposite and I'm like well it doesn't necessarily mean that he doesn't find you attractive anymore yeah we can absolutely find multiple people attractive and a lot of times with porn it's not necessarily about an attraction to that person a lot of times it's more about the act porn is your friend and if your partner gets off to porn and you like judge them or, or demonize them for watching porn again that's you not being super sensitive to their kings to whatever their fetishes are to their fantasies and you're just gonna isolate your partner more from you like Porn is not competition. Porn is your friend. And like porn displays a lot of exaggerated body types. Yeah. Yeah, it's so true. Like we don't look at it as, we need to stop looking at it as competition. Like there's no, okay, well, if they're watching porn and they don't, they don't want me anymore. No, like if it's been an experience that they've had throughout, you know, since they've hit puberty, for example, just because they're now dating you or in a relationship with you doesn't mean that they care any less about you. Yeah, like one really could have nothing to do with the other. And maybe watching porn gives them more ideas of what to do in the bedroom and it makes sex better for you. Yes, yeah, completely. But, and, yeah, and, but like your, your partner's not going to form an emotional attachment. I mean, I guess maybe what, uh, people become obsessed with porn stars. I don't know, maybe, but but most likely not more often than not it, it's going to improve your sex life with your partner yeah so talking about obviously like solo sex sessions i love that mm-hmm. mouthful there <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, do you think that there's a point where someone could say to you i, I think i'm masturbating too much do you think that's a thing okay i get this question a lot and i would respond to asking how does how much you masturbate impact the quality of your life? Like, okay, someone's like, there's something wrong with me, I masturbate three times a day. I'm like, okay, uh, do you have any chafing? No. Uh, are, are you gonna work? Are you seeing your family? Are you uh, like draining your bank account, seeing cam girls? No, okay. Like, I'm jealous of you that you, you have all the time <laughs> to masturbate and get all your shit done, great. Um, but if it's not a problem, it's not a problem. Yeah. If it's causing external issues, then maybe there's a problem. If it's not, then it's not. Yeah, yeah. Um, so this is all relative. There's not like a specific answer to that. Yeah, I just hear people saying like all the time, oh, you know, you, sh- you shouldn't be getting yourself off this much or that's too much or oh, you're not doing it more than that. Like who, who are these people that are saying what's too much and what's too little? <laughs> who, who makes the masturbation rules? <laughs> yeah, it's, what's too much or, or, or too little, It's it depends on the person. There, there's no blanket answer for that. And it really, it just, it, how does it impact your quality of life? It makes you feel better and it doesn't have a negative impact, like, besides whatever cultural sexual script that's making you feel guilty for it. If that's the only issue, like, okay, let's work on that. Yeah. But if it's like a cultural issue, I guess, again, like that's quite a lot of minds that I'm doing to work on. Yeah, yeah. So a lot of sex therapy is just shifting the way that you think. We use a lot of cognitive behavioral therapy. So maybe not necessarily changing your actions or changing what you like, but 
the way that you think about and interact with what you like. Yeah, no, that that makes sense. Again, like it's like a lot of therapy sessions, you've got to go backwards in order to work yourself forwards. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so final singles topic question for you. Um, what one piece of advice would you give people who are currently single and maybe they're stuck in lockdown that they could take away that would help them boost their sexual experiences while they're, while they're by themselves? Uh, just to keep in mind the fact that the, the more you masturbate and explore your body, the, the better sex you're going to have with other partners. So for everybody who's listening who may be stuck in lockdown right now, that's all you've got to do. That's the homework. That's <laughs> Go the homework. away, have fun with yourself. And the more fun you have with yourself, the more better your experiences are going to be when you actually get out there and find a partner and you can tell them what they, what you like and what you don't like. And that's, I guess, the aim of this really, isn't it? Is to be able to tell someone what gets you off and what doesn't. Yeah. And people who masturbate tend to have higher self-esteem because they have a better relationship with their body. Yeah. If you're not going to love yourself, you can't expect other people to. So you've got the whole self-love thing comes from that really, I guess. Yeah. So like, go touch yourself. Feel good about it. (laughs) There is no shame in it. Just enjoy it. Why not? I, I give you permission. (laughs) thank you so so much for joining me on another episode of the podcast again like everyone loves hearing about sex i just think we've got to open the conversation to make people feel more comfortable talking about it and uh, that's really what we're here for thank you so much for having me i i happened to just come across your account on tiktok and i'm so glad I'm really glad as well because i honestly i love having these conversations and like i said i know that people love hearing about them because as much as people are, are worried about opening the conversation when other people are talking about it everyone's like oh I'm really interested in this this conversation now <laughs> yeah no and be that person to have the sex talk bring it up yeah only to make the world a better place for yourself for your friends be that sexually open friend who brings up the talk about how they're having sex with their partners why not yes <laughs> yeah Okay, thank you so, so much for this. It's been great, and I hope everyone enjoyed listening. Bye.